broadcasting live through Luda the Beacon in the basement of Stalwart Fortress. This is Wagdai Weekly, the show that covers everything about Wagdai, the interactive fantasy adventure that combines rich lore, role-playing mechanics, and a community of creators that bring the Forsaken Lands to life in an immersive game where there is only one constant. We are all going to die. I'm your host, King Offlin, along with Josiah, and this is episode 31. How are we doing today, buddy? Doing well. Doing well. How about yourself? What were we listening to, buddy? Music. Okay. <laughs> part music? Was that part music? I don't know. I couldn't hear it, so <laughs> I have no idea what you were listening to again. Was it good? Do we like it? Yeah, it was good mood music. I just, I just like to know who we're listening to. Oh, I, I have no I idea. Give credit to the. No, audience. there's no credit. It's, it's, it's. I'm sure it's AI generated now. So, um, yeah, yeah. There's no, no humans involved. Um, right on. Uh, so we've got. I, I, so let's get this out of the front. There has been no new tweets, no new content since last week. Uh, and we actually had kind of a mishap last week uh, on our show. There was no recording, so those of you on Spotify, super sorry about that. Um, but uh, yeah, so I kind of wanted to take a different approach to this episode. Um, you know, I've been thinking a lot about like why die as a as a fantasy property, and you know the the ways in which we all expanded and 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 create content for it, and. I wanted to get a sort of a community feeler episode going here um, because there's a lot of little questions that I don't think are like super pressing, but I wanted to kind of ask and get ideas about um, re- like regarding the world of Wagdai and how it works, how things function, how it's societies, economies, nature, everything kind of functions. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's like, you know, because we're always so focused on um, the 17 and the lost pilgrim and the, and, and you know, the uh-huh. two and everything like that, all these big, big concepts. Um, I feel like we've kind of, you know, maybe overlooked a lot of the, uh, the, the smaller aspects, you know, the day-to-day living in the, in the forsaken lands. And so I kind of wanted to spend a bit of a time on our episode today talking about that kind of stuff. So I'll kick it off with a question, Josiah. All righty. What is, apart from like, you know, Noxium Brew and, and, you know, the stuff that we know about in tokens, what do you think people eat in the Forsaken Lands? Um, it's got to be livestock, right? I have to assume there are pastures where you have pastures, you have domesticated animals. People are feeding on the livestock that they, uh, that they farm around you got your cows your sheep your pigs so you you um, think they've got this is and this was one of the questions that i led with in the in the in the in the, in the show brief but like you think that so there's cows well let's see there's no mention of milk right um there, yeah there, there's got to be cows um I'm I'm thinking, you know, even even if we haven't gotten that map piece yet for the Southern Plains, but you know, one of these cultures has to be very agricultural. Um, you know, the the vegetarians and the vegans of the Forsaken Lands. We haven't met them yet. I maybe swamps of Detroit. What what do you got there? Some beets, maybe. 
this is the thing like because our clues so far about the like you know animals of the forsaken lands have been kind of like spotty at best and possibly inconsistent like you have you know uh crazy creatures that are obviously fantasy oriented um but then there's like crows right and but that's it like there's, there's it's not like a lot of mentions of like normal animals so is it just crows <laughs> are there other animals in here too like i don't know yeah we and know there are pigeons there that's, are pigeons uh, that's lore um and again this is a pretty chill episode this week guys so if you guys want to come on up like feel free to there's really not a lot of like main storyline stuff to uh to divulge so i don't like we can make this a pretty much an open floor this week um but yeah i don't know is there anything that you've been one of the things i've also been super curious about is like water if you look at the map that we have now um at wagdie.world like there apart from the swamps of detree there are no major waterways like indicated anywhere on the map and so is everybody just drinking swamp water or is there still some oceany kind of environment that we have yet to discover? I've been I've been very curious about that. And even if so, like transport for water must be like a major business in this world, or is everybody just drinking Knox brew all the time? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I was thinking about you know in 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 like Asian history, like you know they they said they they didn't have um or or not. In, in like the Western world, right? That clean water in the olden days was hard to come by. So that's why they were drinking beer all the time, right? Or alcohol, because it was a safer option. Whereas that wasn't the case in the Eastern world. So as, as like a, a natural outcome of that, you like some Asian people groups developed what they call Asian glow, which is when they consume alcohol, they don't have the natural enzymes to break down the alcohol so it, it, they have some bodily reaction to it which causes their their skin to flush and it's because you know they, they kind of had more clean water access in history um but you know i grew up on the lord of the rings map and lots of rivers running through that right obviously you have the great river anduin which runs like completely through and then you have all the different streams and lakes that kind of flow off that but you know, there doesn't seem to be a central or great river like flowing through the Forsaken Lands. That we have seen yet. I mean, there's enough of the world that's undiscovered that there could still be like some major river that comes from the northeast right through the swamp. And then like, you know, the whole south could be, um, you know, past the plains could be all uh, all rivers and such. But um yeah, I don't know. There's 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 just like a lot of little things like that. And so part of the this conversation is not just like, okay, let's find weird little things that are not, you know, like <laughs> divulged yet, but also like, okay, so if we're trying to slowly build out this world and this lore, how do we broach topics like that as a community and like as content like how do you want that content delivered to you right because it's like to have an entire spaces you know where we could be you know chilling with the druids or like you know doing some arcane council shit or whatever right dedicated to like the minutiae of like trade economies in the forsaken lands is probably never going to happen 
So I'm trying to like spitball alternative um, content deliveries here that could like maybe hand over some bite-sized content or like little tidbits like that that makes sense. Um, or silence. What do you what are you thinking? What's your what's your burning question about the Forsaken Lands? Well, there may not be indicated rivers, but we have we have a swamp, we have plains, we have forests. I mean. We definitely have a forest because Julian was, you know, doing whatever through the trees. Those things wouldn't exist without a water source. I would just assume that rivers were not indicated on the map, but there must be rivers and streams. Otherwise, we'd be in like an arid desert. Everything would be an arid desert. So I'm, I am looking at the map and I do see that this like to the right of the festival tournament and like just south of the... Uh, um, the, the Mount Turlow map piece, like you can see that like uh, texture, it's very similar to the swamp. And I'm, I'm starting to wonder if there's a lot of like lakey bits there. Um, speculation, but you know, we can hope. This is east to the, uh, the festival tournament Coliseum, you said? Yeah, you see that, right? Yeah. There's like that, it's that, that uh, arcway that looks very, um, picturesque the arcway yeah on that that little island east of the festival tournament mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah like it's i don't like it, yeah that's the thing like part of me thinks this is just more like lava runoff but it also like kind of looks a little coral ish i don't know um well, when but the yeah, map first came out, like you guys looked in the contract, right? And you saw that there was this option for ownership, right? That the owner, meaning that whoever owns that specific staking point has the power to quote unquote burn all the Wagdite in there or alternatively like airdrop them all something. Well, I right? mean, you it's can always to... airdrop them all something whether you own it or not. Okay. Um, burn is, is the... <laughs> Swag that. That's all we do. Um, uh, so I'm I'm blanking on the exact term uh, right now. Shit. Uh, in the staking contract, it is called set ownership. Change location owner. Yeah. Uh -huh. So like a wallet can be designated as the owner of a location and they can have basically they have admin controls to the contract at that location um so that basically means they can burn people at that location yeah and no th like so going back to what you were saying about how do we kind of integrate building out this world right i think that's a mechanic that still have lot still has lots of promise because you imagine like you go down to the wound there there are some nice foresty lands over there right foresty lands and you know you you gotta create a staking spot and you own it and it's like you know offling farm and people who stake there like you can airdrop them cow tokens of concord or like milk tokens of concord and i you know that that's kind of like the thing like even when this map first came out i was like okay i'm finding a tower that i like and I'm going to claim it and that, you know, that that's going to be my lot in the Forsaken Lands and all that. But um, I, I think there's really fun ideas there. You know, I was thinking even Merlin, who was behind the the, the uh, episode of the Arcane Council, right? I was wondering if the 
the Arc Magus Tower was something that he would own at the end of it, right? Because that's where we all staked for for a quest. He didn't wind up getting the specific location of it. Um, that wound up being what the desolate wastes or the ruined kingdoms. Uh, the ruined kingdoms, yeah, right. Uh, but I could definitely see it fleshing out like that to be more specific and nuanced and and lore based based on what people are just creating and and driving forward. So that's interesting. So are you advocating for like the the minutia of the world to be delivered by community through that kind of mechanic oh, rather than like top down? 100%. Yeah. Like you you remember the um the the lore contest from Masri D? Masri D put out a contest, right? It was like, you know, I need I need to get liquid for the cockatrice chicks. Right, so you guys go out, you go explore the Wagtai world, and report back what you find via writing, video, whatever. Right, and when you did that, it kind of got integrated to the lore. They could do the same thing for a location, right? Go scout out this ranch, and if you find it, you become the owner of that ranch. And that's how cows are defined. <laughs> how you doing, Poof? Hey. Uh, I'm glad I'm like I've had a crazy day, so I'm glad to go finally make one of these. Um, no, I like where you're going, Josiah, because it's what I've been pondering. It feels hard to go over if you overcomplicate the like ownership or locations or whatever. It just becomes like clunky. Like you constantly need someone to go develop. And consistently, like, how does it work and what happens? I like your point on just like, oh, just go explore this area. And it's just like, it's just, it's in true wag die fashion. It's just play, pretend, you know, go tell us what's there and go make the story around it. And there's little fragments of it. It's not totally like, there's no prompt, but I like that a lot. And like we were talking about last week, that's exactly what the Baron Court did, which is a guild of the um, the Forgotten Runes, you know, NFT project, right? They just chose a location, then they built a story around it. Like, granted, it wasn't as immersive or interactive, right, as it could have been, whatever. But, you know, they, they, they laid out the, the description of it. They said, stay here. We're going to go hunt for some eggs. There's going to be an adventure. And they just airdrop those eggs to everyone, every Wagtai holder who was staked there. Wait, is that an Easter thing after all? Now that I thought about it, I didn't even realize it last week, but we were, I mean, we weren't looking for eggs. Like, So the story with that was like, we all, we go to the desolate yeah, waste. Yeah, what's the story? Like I wasn't this... following this at all, actually. Sorry. But how uh, no, did it okay. Work? It's, it's fun to explain. Um, so the, the Baron Court showed up in the Wagdai Discord. And they had like a freshly decked out Wagdai PFP. Um, they'd seared and everything like that. And they, they, they just started dropping, you know, fun font lore. Um, t- talking about inviting people to come and like visit the desolate wastes. And so those of us who staked our Wagdai at the desolate wastes were like DM'd. And the DMs were like this uh, back and forth, you know, like live role play chat. Um, about the uh, this merchant who like had come from another world and this you know sort of like uh sand pit that you know was uh 
a kind of like a portal between the worlds. And so, you know, we were given the choice, like, do we want to go through? Um, some of us who did, you know, got, got cool artwork and, uh, you know, more people staked at the Desolate Waste. And so now the Baron Court, you know, has continued to expand their lore on Twitter, um, but they have also taken a snapshot of everybody who, like, participated by staking at Desolate Waste. Desolate Waste is, like, a location actually like very few people like there was like i think like two or three tokens staked there before um this sort of event happened um but now everybody for every two characters you had staked there um you would get uh one of these komodo dragon eggs that they've uh, uh created which are which are new NFTs that they're going to be just like airdropping to everybody. And they're a pretty small supply, like a uh, hundred or so. Um, and every, every, if you staked one at the desolate waste, you still get one, but for every two you had. So if you had, I guess, four staked there, you would get two eggs, which is pretty rad. Um, but yeah, now they're just going to be released to um, Wagdai participants and forgotten runes participants and like some of their other like little uh, Twitter engagements and stuff like that. Um, but it's a pretty small exclusive thing that they just decided to do with us because they like the LARP. That's awesome. That's really cool. I actually, I'm thinking about this because I'm wondering like what, there's like through the story, there's going to be different opportunities for people to go, I don't know, control location or whatever, right? Is there a structural way to go do it like the worst case let's just pretend you're planning for the future you say anyone can do it if they burn a certain token or something they can put it anywhere on the map that that feels unruly and we'll also just cover it with like immature things over time um but i like this idea of just like i don't know trying to think about it because i'm i guess where i'm going with this is like it feels like I had a long time ago. Let me just, sorry. I'm in like a state of flow here. Um, not really. Um, I had this long time ago. We had this concept of like, and this is not Wagdai related. This is just totally generic of a smart contract that just basically took in any NFTs you want and through, you know, basically let you play a game of, werewolf mafia among us whatever in a way that's like you know immutable provably fair whatever part of the challenge is like you get into all this nuance of like do you want the mechanics to actually be on chain how would it work blah blah like almost just a generalized version of the staking contract and just saying like yeah someone can own it and they can choose whether to burn different types of things that might be enough right that's kind of what the Baron, the Baron court proves. Like you can just, yeah, people can just go stake things into something and go play it out. And in that case, right, there wasn't anything at risk, was there? No, there wasn't anything at risk. Like, I mean, obviously, that's a, the beautiful thing about Wagdai is nobody really ever knows what's going on all the time anyway. So while, yeah, the, it, it, it was like an outsider playing with our mechanics, like, we, we don't know. <laughs> like, was a was an official deal who's brokered dev? with Forgotten Runes? Yeah, who's dev, right? Like, what is this? So the, that tension is always kind of persistent, and it's, like, super fun that way. Um, 
it's like I, I think I think this was like a really gracious thing. Um, you know, Baron Court came in, they just did it because they liked Wagdai, right? They like what we had to do. And like, I mean, we myself, Julian had shown up on a lot of, you know, the Forgotten Rune spaces, and so you know, the, the word had gone and gotten out about like what's what Wagdai is all about. And so it, it kind of like fed back into this, but um, you know, yeah, there's nothing stopping other communities or other creators or even an individual artist, right? For hell, um, coming in like you know, playing with the Wagdai community in this fashion. Um, but I think they a don't know that that's an option, right? That like what other <laughs> NFT community like has that ability? Um, I, I it's very rare that you could like just like walk into uh any any other community and like be like hey i'll play with your your stuff and and here's a thing um without getting booed out of the room for you know being a being a foreigner or or, or talking alpha or whatever it is um but also like you know th there is like a apart from getting extra eyeballs like what's the incentive on their part for that level of participation or or engaging with our community fun <laughs> yeah but people don't get that but people people are all and don't they're still like it's a weird thing like you think people would approach things on the basis of like trying to have fun but you know there's there's still not money <laughs> money all i care about it's, is money. Be money. money you know we should we should give the baron court ownership of that land that's where i'm going like how do you go i mean maybe you just go you dev so you can just go do it um for us Josiah. but like that actually there may need to be some kind of mechanic where people can own the land in a way that's like meaningful and not just like i mean right now it can be first come first serve but if there is ever a scenario where you kind of wanted like some kind of system where people because you also then need to know who owns the land because Sometimes you could get burned if someone like Brennan or something has land you don't know it. But sure. I actually I think that makes sense. Yeah, I mean like the the ownership of land could be communicated effectively through Fate of Wagdai and or um, Wagdai yeah. World, right? Yeah. Like when you yeah. go to stake at a location, it's like, hey, warning, this space is Wait. owned by her silence. Do we look out? Is that is that already in the contract? Hundred percent. That's already there. Yeah, you can. You can. Anyone own a can location. own any spot. Yeah, hundred percent. Who's Did owned you... a spot that's not Wagdai? Nobody yet. Wait, wait. No, what, is, no... what do you mean? Anyone can own a spot. Like you, uh, like I mean, I the debt. Whoever the admin of the contract can right. assign an owner to a location ID. Interesting. Right. It's not like you so, can, can sign yourself up. No, right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Josiah, since since you're dev, like you could assign Stalwart Fortress to me, and I could then burn everybody at Stalwart Fortress. Yeah, but that, that's been there since the beginning. Right, but we're like we haven't, haven't we haven't used it. Oh, I just so I Poof think is saying why don't possible. I didn't even know that was possible. I thought it was. I thought I'm thinking through all this is like uh, someone's gonna have to go change the contract, and someone's gonna have to go. No, it's already there. You literally just have to use it. Uh, wow, Shit. I think it probably. Yeah, that's. A... I think the implementation probably depends on how the narrative develops, because right now, 
individual ownership doesn't strike me with in line with the narrative as we have experienced it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no like generic you, are you... zones. You need like places that are not storyline places. You know what I mean? I mean, I just think yeah. that from a high level. Do you like, play Shadowban? Do what? I have the solution for for dev, whoever is dev, if you're out there, I got the solution for you. So basically, there's this game Shadowbane. Did y'all ever play this game, MMO? No. It was one of many MMOs that came and failed. It was like post Ashron's Call, post EverQuest, pre-WoW. Uh, but it was actually a really Oh, cool the, the olden days. The olden days. Um... Yeah, we, we use, like, um, you know, tuning forks and stuff to go get to the internet. But, like, basically it was really, it was actually a really cool idea. It was, like, true open-world PvP. And it was all about, like, this concept of, like, hardcore PvP and, like, wars and stuff. And essentially they had, you know, similar to, like, uh, Orgrimmar or whatever in WoW or Ultima Online, like, base towns that you know had guards and you couldn't fight other people in it and like you know areas where people could gather those are mostly like storyline places whatever there's some vague story but the whole map was actually had predetermined spots so like if i imagine the map it had like little emblems that were gray sitting all over it and those emblems were actually predefined plots that a guild or a clan i forget what they called it could actually take over and they could actually build their own city with their own guards, with their own shop. And the only way to actually get to any of the good stuff in the game was actually through having a really upgraded shopkeeper that the guild had to pool their resources. And then the guilds could go to war with each other with a certain time and place and do like trebuchets and shit and try to destroy the other person's town and capture it. And they could slowly go improve. And what ended up happening was, like, you basically had, like, a mega griefer clan that just dominated and covered half the map. But anyways, the whole concept is essentially, like, there were almost genericized little plots. Like, instead of, like, Detreaty's Swamp, that would be, like, a protected area. No one could ever go take that. Maybe someone could if it's part of the story, whatever. But, like... Then you would have, like, I don't know, the random, kind of where you were going, Josiah, like, the random bog pit uh, that just is there. It's not too cluttered. People aren't just picking wherever they want, but it's a predetermined little spot. It's its own little signal. And someone, maybe through burning some tokens or whatever, or through good lore or whatever, go take that, you know, and go own it. And then everyone kind of knows, okay, this is like a player-owned spot, right? It's different than the others. That's kind of how it worked. Um, and, you know, you just have to know it's nothing. But that feels like more in line. It can't, it doesn't feel like it can be like, ah, you have the stalwart. Because, like, that's like a, it feels more, her silence, I agree, it's like more goofy. Sorry, I don't know, I'm just rambling. Yeah. But. Do you think, so, oh, go on, dude. I, I don't know if the story is like, supportive of property individual property rights at this time and that may be where the conflict like you got to think like the serpent reflects like pure collectivism like we're all equal we're all nothing we're all just like it's shared ownership everything like the serpent reflects that you know you're not special you're not an individual you won't stand out 
and the opposing paths seem to be alternative to that. So maybe depending on how this outcome lies, how, how does a lost pilgrim find their path determines whether we'll have individual ownerships or collective ownership. I'm not trying to like jokingly troll and make it about communism mm. or anything like that, right? But like, let's look no, at- No, I like, think that's good. Yeah, let's look at the pathways that, I mean, everything the serpent has shared, if that is a dominating ideology, assuming that wins out, right? I don't see individual property rights being part of the, no. part of the picture. I mean, I even, like, I DM the I guess account about in this. In that case, though, like... Property rights, yeah. Hmm. And, like, because well, I feel like the, the... Oh, sorry, I was just going to say the last thing. Like, this is maybe more me being, like, very mechanical, like, what is already existing. Maybe it's not even ownership. Maybe it's just, like, you know, a... a not that someone owns it for all time, but maybe, like, you know, in the boroughs, every week, someone chooses the next person to go be the the burn choice chooser, whatever. I don't know if it can be assigned that way. All right, go ahead, King, sorry. So, so I'm, I'm into the idea of the, like, little dotted camps around the map, you know, potentially being owned. But the only privilege that ownership currently bestows is i guess lore value um for for your content creation and the right to burn tokens at that spot right in in the case of the shadow boar whatever whatever the game was um there's i assume like trade routes or like resources or something that like is at these locations to like bestow some no. benefit on the there's nothing well that's what's super interesting like so what they did and this is where like again you get sucked into developing something versus that's where like i liked the idea that josiah was going is like it's just pure lore and it's fun it just is the thing that you could do it doesn't really have any value now do you need to own it to go do that i don't know um but like otherwise you're adding all these mechanics but for shadow Bane, what's interesting is like it didn't really have any like resource or creative value. Basically all it was, was like, it was basically like you got to then go play clash of clans, like good equipment and stuff was made available by having a really good vendor or something like that. But that vendor was actually available for everyone in the world. Anyone could just go to that town, assuming they're not in a warring clan, which most of the, even the briefers would want to make money off of selling some stuff from their vendor. They didn't even get that much. Anyone could go buy the really good stuff from that vendor. So, like, it was kind of a resource, but didn't work. It wasn't like, maybe that's why the game failed, I don't know. But, like, you were almost just right. fucking with other people just to fuck with them. Just, it wasn't really, like, there wasn't really a reason why you need it enough. We right. just wanted more. In a sense, the the location ownership just becomes a, a proxy for a high scoreboard, right? Like our yeah, guild exactly. owns fifty I'm the best, spots and I'm the best. Yeah. It's like Eve Online, really. I mean that's kinda what Eve Online was. I guess there's a little more of the trade route resource thing, but interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I did, I did send a lot of messages to the main account one night and I asked them their thoughts. Like I was trying to like identify like ideology as it applies in, in 
in, in the Forsaken Lands. And uh, you guys are going to think I'm trolling. I have a screenshot, I swear. So I asked him, I said, are we, are we overthrowing the bourgeoisie or what? And they gave you a thumbs up. And I said, like, I'm not joking. I, I honestly, I said, are there individual property Confirm. rights? I, I said, are there individual property rights in the Forsaken Lands? And they gave me a thumbs down. Okay. Well, not joking. There you go. I, I mean, I'll share it in the chat. Oh, I don't want to post it on Twitter because then they're never going to say Ownership is canceled. <laughs> I mean, I guess it makes Cowboy. sense. Like, even even the freaking uh, church, like how many iterations has it gone through? I don't even know who owns it anymore. Cowboy, what's your thoughts? Um, my thoughts are I can't believe Bus is rocking that stupid fucking PFP. He's not up here. Yeah, you I, gotta invite him. I don't care, but Jesus Christ. Anyways, other than that, oh boy, um, we miss you. What's up down guys? there? Twitter Spaces sucks. Elon Musk, please fix. Right on. Well, all right. Um. Do you have, apart from property ownership, does anybody have any like hyper burning questions about the minutiae of the Forsaken Lands before we roll on to the community stuff? I want to talk all this community stuff coming. And also, the, I really want to play the game. So if Beef could finish that, that'd be great. That would be really good. Yeah. I'd like that. Like him to suddenly finish somehow. One game, one and game. And roll in. Please right. I mean, well, uh, on that topic, uh, we, we we covered it a bit last week, but um, that episode vanished, so we'll redo some of it now. But uh, Beef and Roland have been posting some pretty dope previews um, for the game, uh, including uh, new details about the polarity system, um, you know, that they're kind of semi-borrowing inspired by homage to uh, Ikaruga, um, as well as new enemy waves systems. Um, there's now a like dialogue system in there before missions start. Um, they showed off a lot of the UI for um, item or power up selection uh, and a good discussion about like the adjustment from like fixed uh, aiming to twin stick aiming, um, which is going to afford them a lot more opportunity for. Uh, uh, enemy design, which is going to be really cool because you can't uh, can't make cool enemy movements if they're forced if the player's forced into uh, one direction the whole time. Did I cover this? Did I miss anything about the 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 you will not survive game, Josiah? Um, I don't think so. I, I think I I talked about what I like about it. I like the references to the pre-existing Wagtai traits. You know, like the Uria's blade, seal of her righteousness. Um, I'm a sucker for that kind of expansion on pre-existing stuff so i wonder if we're going to see them all i don't know all the tokens of concords all the uh og traits i mean way back when beef was first showing the uh the, the plans you know the, the the rock paper scissors of the elements in this game is going to be really quite heavy so i wouldn't be surprised if we end up seeing a ton of it um in addition to you will not survive um Bussum Boy Atriox has been posting some previews for uh, what, what we'll call a Merlinvania, I guess. Um, 
he's got a uh, a little video demo uh, where he's taken the low poly Merlin character, and it's a side scroller, locked the characters into a two D perspective, um, and he's got like a little move set and uh, you know a two D side scroller action game where he can he can fight the bald burner, um, and the bald burner as of like yesterday can fight back and kill Merlin. Thank fucking god, that was that was scary. I don't like. Honestly, uh, the ball burner, like, you know, ball burner's been through some shit and fought a lot, but, like, Merlin is not someone, I just, I imagine ball burner trying to avoid Merlin at all costs, just, like, I don't want to fuck with Merlin, like, kind of like, ball burner's, like, old school, got the freaking torch, got the bow and arrow, just kind of whatever works, pragmatic, throwing rocks and shit, and, like, dust in your eyes and kicking you, pulling hair. Merlin's just gonna like zap you with wizard powers in like a second. I don't, <laughs> I don't see that working out very well. Even just like the quality of Merlin's sword seems so much stronger than anything that like I can imagine Ballburner have. Like, yeah, I mean it's it is made is out of wood. souls. <laughs> Merlin's sword it's... is made out of souls. So, but uh, you you could always uh you can match that level of lore, right? Ballburner's brand right his flaming brand is imbued with the burning souls of how many has he burned 150 bolts i don't even know but i i just that's not even ball burner like ball burner is just purely like is honestly more like pouches probably was going to be if we didn't kill him it's just like traps and you know just brute force throwing rocks there's nothing cool about ball burner it's more like, um, not that I like that manga at all, but Goblin Slayer, or whatever that is, where he's just a very practical guy. He doesn't use any magic, nothing special. Just burning bald people. That's good. But uh, I'm curious to see how it continues to develop. Um, the, the Speaking of the bald burner, low poly uh, burn redeem has ended along with Chen's. Um, there, uh, you know, I like to look at all of these as a little popularity contest. Um, and uh, uh, congrats, Poof! Congrats, Cowboy! It is a dead heat. Um, uh, you are both in second place next to her silence. The only reason why I didn't get that fucking the only reason why I didn't get a burner that fucking <laughs> trumpet. Wait, actually, hold on. <laughs> Did Julian didn't win? Julian is also tied in in in, in second place. Uh, he didn't he that, didn't feed her silence with the balloons and everything. No, no trumpet. Oh trumpet my takes. god, bro! Did you hear that fucking trumpet? Did anybody mint their own? Like I, yeah, yeah. I didn't even mint my own. Well, yeah, what? you get airdropped it, right? That's that's part of the deal. So you you have some already. Oh, you're you right. I didn't. Know. Well, I can't remember if I did or not. I think it was still glitching, and I don't think I made it in time. But I, I know I need to save my gold now. I had to, I had to buy my gold from Hated by Fate. Thank you, Hated by Fate, to see in the audience. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't buy any gold up until I realized I needed it for the peak. So I, I didn't mint any of my own. I know I always buy her time. You have the chest, don't you? Don't you have the chest? Yeah, that was my or whatever that was secret my, thing. Yeah, this is my motivation for buying gold. I never bought gold and minted my own low poly wag die. I just want to clarify that because, like, anything else, if it was her silence, I would just mint as many as I could afford at the time. But when this came out, 
the gold was shut down and I didn't have any gold. I didn't buy the gold until after. So this is like truly like everybody who bought her silence <laughs> is not her silence for the first time ever with a, her silence derivative. Wow. That's the way it goes. Treasury, treasury stays closed. King, would we ever want uh, monsters or low poly monsters, or is it better that they're all humanoid? I kind of like them all just being humans, but I mean, there's so many. Like the thing is, most of the characters in it's it's funny. Um, Crucifer on Twitter was like, "There's this whole uh, argument on in in Web three today about uh, you know honorary tokens, right?" founders getting dropped honoraries <laughs> and collections and and do they sell them or do they tweet about them or what all this stuff right and and somebody you know that i follow made this tweet about like honoraries should be about community members like yeah obviously there's a play if you're if you're an nft project and you're trying to like market or whatever yeah okay drop drop one to steve aoki and hope he tweets about it right like yeah that's a great plan man um, but like a true honorary is like earned, right? It's, it's a sign of respect. And, you know, uh, I, I was like, that's kind of how I s treat the, the low poly, you know, it's, it's, I, through the, through being part of this community and seeing all of these characters develops and not just characters, but personalities, you know, like, you, you don't, you not necessarily like a strong role play experience or whatever but just like being a strong personality in the in the community has value being part of this community has value and um you know creating a low poly is like i guess a version of honorarium um that's i mean it's not official it's, it's just my dumb little thing but um you know it's 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 fulfilling that role in a way that i think more projects should do it like that but then again you know it's like how, how do you, how do you determine? I mean, with us, it's like pretty, thankfully we're, we're, you know, it's a tight knit group and like everybody's got cool stuff going on. So it's pretty easy to find cool characters and we have that character centric um, sort of experience. So building a, building an honorary out of them is, is relatively easy, but I don't know. Um, I kind of want to keep doing more community characters, keep highlighting more community figures that you know strong personalities there's a i have a whole list of people that i want to get to um but i also do want to do stuff with these like i see bussin's merlinvania game and i'm like oh so he needs something to fight i can't just like okay so like was he just gonna fight like a hundred shadow versions of julian or like you know, there's like 50 ball burners and they're all from the shadow verse. Like, yeah, you can do that. But I think at some point I might have to start like for the, for the functional purpose of the, of the collection, start building some, some generic tokens. I don't know exactly how or, or what the plan on that is, but, uh, and how that will eat into time, you know, releasing like uh, what I'll call pillar characters, but, but yeah. Yeah. I think I, I just asked this because I think like I, I agree with you like I think for the community and also probably like of stuff we'll make it's more fun to have it be all the characters for King Offling's Gold and then what we could do because I'm working with that Hein guy who's really good at low poly like monsters specifically if we ever need monsters for a game or something we could have him make them um, he's been 
pretty interesting and they're kind of weird. So that could be another solution. But I, I like having offing just be people. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, who, who knows? Who knows, right? Like it can it can be it can become anything. But that's the, that's the other thing. So you, let's say, let's say we did decide we're gonna like crank out a bunch of monsters, but like, is we do do we just like design them, <laughs> and then they're now these are Wagdai monsters with like you know the community decides. We are the community. And we've decided this is what the monsters oh, look like. Yes, yeah, kind of what Beef's doing. Yes, do it. Right. Cowboy, what did you say? If Poof doesn't fucking talk over me again, god damn it. But I said... That was me. I said, don't we have Mazri for that? I mean, God, where's she been? Can we, like, tag her? Can we can we call her out of her little cave and see, you know, what's going on? She's probably afraid since your uh, tavern incident. <laughs> Merlin's way hotter on her tail than I am apparently. So I'm kind of backing off because apparently Merlin's Merlin's in love with her now, you know? Interesting. Is this like extended joke or can I not hear him? Sorry. Wait, <laughs> you can't hear him at all? You're getting, <laughs> you're getting, you're getting, you get the K&W rug, dude. Yeah, you've been interrupting him like all night and I fear it's because you can't hear him at all. Yeah, this is it's perfect. This happens in other space too. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. So, um, before we leave the topic of, before we leave the topic of the low poly wag guy, I I feel like the one thing that we don't want to risk is diluting its utility as a canonical wag die tier list, and I think it that should never be taken for granted. Oh yeah, that's that's true. It's I think it's factual now, like a hundred percent factual, that uh, Naked King Offling is the least popular character um, that will ever come into the Wagdai world. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, definitely, definitely tier list. Uh, it's a, it's like a American Idol. You know, you got to have your gold so you can call in and vote for your favorites. It's very important. Yeah, you need to do a, Ho- a Hosea one next. I mean, it's inevitable. Like, I, I, I want to get a lot of these done. It's just a matter of like, in what order. Like he'll he'll have like one person attempting to mint, but the transaction will fail. I'm just joking. I'm saving my gold for Hosea just to mint Hosea. That's what I'm saving mine for. If I don't get a key, I mean, or listen, hey, I mean, or just don't save your gold. You know, use it and then acquire more. You left anyway. them speechless, uh, man. You left them speechless. Yeah, no. No, it's just like so like that is good that's good logic. Hi- Hyper capitalist King Offling in uh Forsaken Lands. It's great. That's why you stand out so much. Tell <laughs> the gold. Uh Josiah, what else have we got on the deck? Um wanna highlight some art from Brennan. Let me pin it up to the chat right now. Um, but as you know, he's Brennan has a comic. Um the Lost Pilgrim, and he has issues. He has two issues out, technically labeled issues zero and one. So he's working on number two or number three. Um, but he uh, he previewed some cool art, so I just definitely want to share it. And 
what strikes my eye is that there's this like wizard druid character who's fishing by a bog. Um, and it looks like he's handling some mushrooms too. So um, I, I really like Brennan's art style. You know, we, our project has like two community driven mangas, um, which I think is pretty awesome. But I, to see characters depicted in this way, translated into this aesthetic is really cool. Um, it, it's just like the, you know, kind of what we were talking about earlier, like the, the banality of, of these kind of characters, right? Like, is this just a farmer fisherman? Like he's got the hat and he's got the fishing rod. And that's even something I was thinking about. Like there are no glasses traits in the collection. There's no like pipe trait, you know, in front of someone's mouth, like just a chill, chill citizen, an indigenous person of the forsaken lands. Like I, I, I feel like, stuff like that would make things feel so much more grounded and like everyday ordinary in a really fun way but a shout out to brennan because these images are super cool i don't know if everything and uh, oh i was just gonna say and double shout out because i'm pretty sure brennan just got like confirmation that next week his work is going to be featured uh at nft nyc uh, if i'm not mistaken so Big shout out, homie. We were we were chilling at NFT NYC last year. Now look at you, boy. That's amazing. I'm so happy for you. Silence. What were you saying? Oh man, you disrupted me. Like I'm so happy for Brennan. Like, like such a creative guy and just such a cool guy to talk to. Like, I just love the guy. Like he deserves every every bit of. Oh, he's in here. Yeah, you deserve it, man. 100%. Like, we're all happy for you. We cheer you on. You deserve it, man. Um, yeah, I was just thinking about it, like, as far as, like, pipes and things like that, like, there's, there's probably a reason, like, you gotta think, like, people in their forsaken lands are probably like, very, like, aware of, like, very high-level things, like, like, am I consigning my soul to being, to, like, am I, am I eliminating my identity and consigning my soul like to, to the serpent or, or as an individual, do I matter? Do I want to follow this? And that's like, you know, we talk about this, all this ide- ideology and, and things like that. Like the average person is just probably like, so focused on that, that like the a- everyday thing. Like, I mean, I just imagine like this bleak gray world where, you know, people just like, literally like, we're all going to die. Like everybody's highly aware of that, st- that specific concept. Like, what's the point you know like i i think it i think it is a very bleak dark world um i i don't think I, in my imagination people probably don't gain anything from like recreational time wasting you know what i mean like when their soul is in in this battle for for eternity you know i, I don't know it just it, it seems to me like a very bleak dark place where that maybe that's why they don't have pipes and and people aren't doing like recreational, like just hanging out kind of things, you know? Yeah. I, um, I I feel like that's a very nihilistic one-sided take. I think, you know, on the other side, you have the work of the Agora Institute and, you know, it's it's a lot of charity work, but I, I think they they do bring a lot of joy and meaning to people's lives. But that's the part we don't really get to see in like the official Wagdai spaces. But people cover it in LARPs, like you know, like King Offling. You go to the tavern, 
and it's bustling, right? People are drinking, people are being merry. We had yeah, a glimpse of it right, at the festival right. tournament. Yeah, there is a Noxium brew, so you know what? You're right. Maybe I'm I'm overthinking it one direction. You're you're right. Like we well, I mean, it's like even if you if you look at even in like you know wartime real world like awful situations, like people still have fun. Like that doesn't go away. There's always like you know it's it's human nature. We we just try and enjoy ourselves no matter what. Um, so I would be shocked if there wasn't toys and such in the in the Forsaken. Yeah, well, I mean, we did we did have a festival. That's true. But uh, yeah, I mean that's about it for stuff this week. It's a pretty light week. Oh, I mean Conclave talk last night. We had a Conclave meeting. There was like some in and out with uh, some trials with Tavern.fm for those of you who are curious or interested in that. Um, uh, looks like that's progressing quite nicely. Uh, and then uh, there was we still haven't heard back from Tulfix about you know getting an actual playable demo of his MMO. So like Court is still out on that. Um, and that's about it. Oh, um, there for for those of you who are uh, into Conclave things, uh, Isk has posted a proposal um, that involved that was discussed at the meeting on Monday, but. Uh, uh, the consensus kind of was like not a lot of us are like super well versed in um, staking yields and all these kinds of things. So if you are into tokenomics and want to like actually see if there's an opportunity for us to be doing more with our Conclave funds, um, go to conclave.fateofwagdai.com and uh, have a look at what ISK is proposing. I can't speak on it. I am not uh, smart enough or in that field to, to really have any any commentary on it but uh, those of you with uh, slightly bigger brains um, by all means and I think is that everything Josiah we got anything else can I talk about my uh, I mentioned this in the library before but my uh, monthly tournament idea oh right yeah go for it and I, I got another like, a weird conclave idea that we got okay so the idea was, I, I, I kind of wanted, you, like, okay, real talk. Like, we realized this ourselves, I think, maybe during the, the, the era of the void, right? But when the main account, you know, is is preoccupied or backlogged with content, right? You, you notice things kind of take a dip, especially if community members aren't putting stuff out. Um, and so, you know, I was thinking about, you know, kind of the ethos of the project and what people enjoy most people not myself personally is burning their wag die so you know what's a more purposeful way for us to engage in this well i was thinking you know like a monthly tournament with where where we can actually engage and and yes lose our wag die but stand to gain a lot more right and the, the kind of rewards we shot back and forth was talks special ones that you know would be you come with some kind of consensus or it can even come from the community ideas. Right. But the winners receive a unique talk and it would just cost like a unique talk a month. Right. Which is just some special trade. It could be something like a crown or it can be, you know, um, the twins was saying like a, a shoulder belt or whatever, anything commemorative that could be really fun. But, you know, I, I was just thinking about uh, Bussin's video that he put out soon after that and i was like how could it how cool would it be if we could 
use that right and reappropriate it into this one-on-one like street fighter-esque tournament where it's like round of 16 then you go to eight and four and then you you duke it out that way it's it's like kind of you know we're always figuring out how we can do our things better and and more streamlined and i think you know this would be the step up from the on-chain mechanics which is fun and all but ultimately quite passive for the holders right and it's the sense that this is being fleshed out in that way, I think it would be really awesome to find a way to integrate it into a practice or event that is very consistent and repeatable. Um, but again, that that's something that, you know, bus would have to, bus and boy, I mean, would have to, you know, think about and sign on and agree on. And then there's a the question of, oh, well, we're kind of lacking in avatars. Right. If if this tournament's gonna work by everyone submitting or staking a wag die, we can't just run it with just Bald Burner and Merlin's character. Right? But that's the gist of the idea. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's there's something there. Um I think that one of the things that I really want is is just more talk production. Um you know, especially like you, you've you've done a great job creating artwork for for your videos and stuff, and I think that um, if there is quality content like that, uh, the more opportunities that the, we have to like release that, uh, you know, get get it approved and get it as part of the ecosystem is really quite good. And um, you know, the the more that stuff that we can do that like fills time, also like you know makes the experience more consistent and, and, and satisfying. Um, I'm, I'm into the idea of a tournament. I've always been into the ideas of tournaments. Um, I think that we can keep it simple. I don't know if we need to like burden bus and boy with, uh, you know, making some visual representation like that, or if there's some, you know, lightweight thing or even just an image template that could be used. Um, or, Hey, we could even have a hook into, uh, into, into chat GPT to like produce, you know the descriptions of the the fights um for us kind of automated like now there's a lot of tools that are at our disposal now that you know kind of weren't there previously um so that there's something there i think if you really want to pursue that notion i think uh there's there's some opportunity there um and actually on the on the no, on the mention of uh ai and stuff um it's uh, very experimental right now but if you uh, are in the discord you can now tell sir gregor to imagine something and um he will make an image for you uh <laughs> just don't ask for medieval catacombs with torchlit walls dust in the air fantasy aesthetic old ancient 4k um with a 16 by 8 aspect ratio um or or you'll get something very strange it keeps popping up the it's the weirdest thing I was like, who is doing this it's the exact same image i'm like who's trying to refine this into more streets. No, no, that's stats. different people. Those are all different. It's a, it's a new meme now. <laughs> yeah, it's the exact same image. Okay, I see Pandira. Okay, yours. Okay, all right. Yeah, weird, eh? Like the bot just like makes this thing, no matter what. I don't know what the hell it is, but whatever. Um. Oh, uh, uh an art that is neither AI nor random nor bad. Uh, the uh, through the Forsaken Lands has uh posted a small update. It looks like 
we got rugged. The airdrop is not out today. Um, uh, it looks like uh, Violet's going to be taking a, another week or so to deliver that. Um, I mean, I, I have I have nothing but the best assumptions of it. So uh, we got to wait a little bit on that. Um, what else is there? We got anything else? Um, still waiting on the Dark Blade Guild's monster ritual. I think that's that's something that appears to be backlogged as well. What what hey. do you think is what do you think is happening there? Like. Um, new leader of the Darkblade Guild is going to is going to emerge. I think uh, I think Zer is creating. It's like do you see um, Rocky Horror Picture Show ever? You know, uh, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, yeah, that's that's probably before your time. But um, basically, they create the like the perfect man, and I think that's what the Darkblade Guild really needs. Interesting. Um, okay, what what do you think is happening with the dev backlog? Um. See, this is this is where now I'm starting to give a little more credence to like every time that we've had, you know, dev backlog, it's been because something like big is coming. You know, last time we had this sort of like wait, it was for searing. Right. Uh, and that's like a big feature. So now I mean, this is the, this is and this is a, a dumb way to be. But like, you know, the longer things go with that precedent set like my expectations get higher so I, i'm hoping it's something cool um even if i mean who knows it could just be more content uh it could just be bad you know timing you know it's 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 hard it's like um you gotta you gotta you gotta wonder what the um, back channel workflow is like and you know how many uh, bonding right <laughs> yes bus <laughs> um it's got to be sport related when you when you take that perspective i think that's... well yeah that's that's kind of what i was getting at like there was a lot of things like you know there's a lot of time between um the mysterious corpse drop and then the like touch the corpse mechanic and then you know it's a it's a lot of little things that take time to build so um who knows who knows yeah and by the way the spread is back open and fully functioning on uh fate of white die so you still can choose to touch the mysterious corpse and gather more strooms to increase the supply we have over what 450 now not enough we need more if you say so one for every white die um yeah uh that's i guess about it oh the only other <laughs> dumb idea we had this week and I want and I want your genuine opinions on this. I'm not joking here, okay? What would you say if we registered the Church of Her as an official religious organization to spread the light of Mother Agora and achieve tax exemption status? I I don't think it's a terrible idea for us. I you know, I was thinking one of the biggest headaches would be writing up the uh, the the uh, the body of laws, right, in the legislature. But now I realize you just have ChatGPT to do all that for you. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, you you write your creed, and then I don't know who would you submit it to. You're in Canada. Yeah, yeah, I'm not the one to like execute this. I'm just I'm just here to like tell you this is a great idea. Oh. Well, I, I guess that's, that's something we chalk up to her silence to execute, but uh, I'm down for the idea. I don't think it's impossible. <laughs> Let's go. 
Let's go. I want tax exemption for 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 all my all my NFTs. <laughs> I see, but in, <laughs> enough tomfoolery. Let's uh, let's get out of here. Had enough of you people. First ever religious DAO. Let's go. A wag dies. That project that's got. If you if you follow it, if you know the lore, you know. Get, LARPing for for a for a one of one metadata update is one thing, but like knowing the lore for tax exemption is like truly next level. You know, our claim to fame is burning the Macy, right? What if we become the first NFT to establish its own real-world religion? Like, it's... It, well, but that's that's the other thing. Like, we've got, you know, um, tax-loss harvesting officiated through the Church of Her. It, it's a thing. I'm certain of it. Yeah, but this wouldn't give everybody tax-exempt status unless you were trading... Like, unless you donated it who said everybody? Who said everybody? Who, who wouldn't give anybody it? tax exempt status unless, like, the church itself, like our registered? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you've you've got the mask. You could become clergy of the church you know, right? quite easily. I'm like a goddamn speaker of the house or whatever the hell you want to name me, whatever title you want to give me. Give me a little gold cross or whatever, the little gold face of her and stuff you know what i mean and we out here walking in shrouds and stuff just you know we can, we can moan the whole thing you know i'm telling you it's it's, it's foolproof there's no bad side to this plan yeah, but trust me it would only be tax exempt as far as like whatever income you generated that was Dude, you to seen those shows? Right. so you we could be flying in pjs bro we could be flying, driving like Lambos, and the king. King would be really in gold, dude. You know what I mean? Like he'd be rolling around in, like Michigan, talking about the <laughs> Agora and all this. Oof, I could picture it now, King. I could picture it now. I think it'd be good. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's set. You know, you just gotta donate. All, like if you want, if you want to be tax exempt, you just have to f- filter all your money through the church. Yeah, that's broad. Um, but I mean, I'll register it. I mean, it, I can register it as a five hundred one c three, and then if I need help with the doctrine and everything, like, like we have to have officers. We ChatGPT. Yeah, but it's it's a little bit more in depth. We have to demonstrate church history with their regular gatherings. One of you people is. We do. We every week. Yeah, but one of you people is going to have to like commit multiple your children come to like a Sunday school service or something like. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I'll orchestrate the first schism. <laughs> yeah, I'll file it. I just like if you guys are serious. Like, well, is this recorded? Is it recorded? This okay? Uh, yeah, we'll discuss this further later. Yeah. But I, I can. This can be done. Like, if you want to do it, we can okay. do it. Like, one hundred percent. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I can do all this kind of thing. Do you imagine we wrapped a PJ in like some ridiculous like wag dye? Like a mother Agora statue outside of the airplane and stuff. There's a lot of you, next year. Next next year we're gonna show up at NFT NYC and hand out pamphlets. Yeah, and then we mint an NFT. Beautiful. It's a flawless plan, guys. I think we I think we did it. Anyway, with that, let's get out of here before this goes down (laughs) very badly. Uh, cheers, everybody. Thank y'all for coming on this weird episode. 
and don't forget uh, we are all going to die goodbye traveler may your journey bode you well